0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's get you ready for the Super Bowl with Hugh Douglas, former Eagles defensive end, now handling the morning show on ninety two nine The Game in Atlanta. Hugh, thanks for taking the time. How are you?
1: Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Hugh, glad you
2: came on, brother. I appreciate you getting back to us and uh, giving us a chance to... To get some of your wisdom about this Philadelphia Eagles team, when you found out they were going, uh, considering the last time they went out and, and all the mess, I guess you can call it, that was hovering around that team with the T.O. and the Donovan McNabb stories, but to see this team being one that's, that's gelled together as if they've been together for a very long time, even with Nick Foles being the starting quarterback, what was your take being here in Atlanta and hearing that back there in Philadelphia?
1: Man, you know what? I was excited, man. Just another crack at it. You know, it's been a long time. It's been 13 years since the last time we went to the Super Bowl. And the irony is, against Tom Brady, I mean, he's still playing. So for those young guys to have another crack at it, man, it was a great feeling. A great feeling for the city of Philadelphia, I'm sure.
0: You, we know a key to beating the Patriots, be it the Giants, twice in the Super Bowl, Denver a couple years ago in the AFC title game, is getting to Brady, applying pressure. How much confidence do you have that the Eagles, led by Fletcher Cox, can get that done in the Super Bowl?
1: Man, I tell you what, those guys have been playing well, man. And I think that that Chris Long being there was a huge addition to that Eagles front line. Uh, uh, Brandon Graham had nine and a half sacks this season. I think those guys have enough guys up front that can get out to the quarterback, and another guy that nobody really talks about that's been playing well is Tim Jernigan. I think the best way to get to be Brady is to get pressure up the middle, and the Philadelphia Eagles can do that.
2: You talk about pressure up the middle. I mean, you were one of the one of the big time big four guys up front on the on the front four when it came down to applying pressure uh, to the quarterback. We go all the way back to the Hula Bowl. Nobody knows that, but you and I go all the way back to the Hula Bowl back in our our days of of being youngsters, but. Even back then, you were a guy that applied a lot of pressure and you played with a lot of passion. Give me your take on Fletcher Cox. Coach was really smart with not letting him play a lot, you know, get a lot of reps during the regular season. But at the very end, they started giving more reps and he looks looked more fresh than he did at the beginning of the season. Give me your take on how he's been playing.
1: Man, listen, you know, it, it's two guys that, that, that in the back-to-back had a chance to see. That was Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. And even though Aaron Donald is a different beast, Fletcher Cox is right in that same category. He's a guy that you have to have two people on him at all times. You have to block in with two. And that's what makes him so special. Even when you block in with two, he can still put pressure on the quarterback. He's a guy that factors in huge in the run game. And that's one of the things that you're going to have to stop. He is a special player, man. He's one of those big guys that has a lot of athleticism, and he has a lot of speed and a lot of power for a guy his size.
0: You, let me give you a topic for your morning show, although you might have covered it this week. You see, Fletcher Cox says he's never watched the Super Bowl on TV <laughs> at all. Are you buying that? That seems strange to me. Is that fake news? Let me news? tell you, we
1: talk, it's funny that you bring this up because we talked about it this morning. And, man, listen, the thing about it, like it all depends on what's your definition of watching the Super Bowl. Because you cannot go anywhere on this planet on Super Bowl Sunday and not be affected by, by the Super Bowl in some way. Now, you might not sit there and watch every play, but you are, you are somewhere where somebody's talking about the game. You're somewhere where somebody's watching the game. I mean, this is what everybody's doing on Super Bowl Sunday. This is like, this is woven into the fabric of America to watch the Super Bowl or be a part of it. All the chicken wings that are being sold, all the <laughs> chips and dip, and you mean to tell me that you are in an area or a place where nobody's watching the Super Bowl? You must be under a rock because everybody's <laughs> watching the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday or being around it. I'm,
2: I'm listening. I'm listening to your passion. You're hitting. you punching your hands together. You 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 really are immersed into this because this is a big game for Philadelphia, and let's let's not. Let's not fake it. You know, Tom Brady is arguably the best quarterback to ever do it. I mean, he's 40 years old. You know, he played against the best defense we can all say when it comes to turnovers last week against Jacksonville. and was still capable of overcoming that pressure. What is he going to have to do this week uh, to not get beat by the Philadelphia defense, who I saw annihilate that Minnesota Vikings offense?
1: You know what, man? It's funny. I, I look at Tom Brady, and I think what happened last week is Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville got conservative. Jacksonville got happy with the lead that they had, and and they felt like, you know, the game was over. If there's ever any time on the clock, the game is never over, over especially when you've got a guy like Tom Brady. And as you see as the game went on, those two turnovers, for Jack, those two uh, penalties for Jacksonville really cost them. And that's when the momentum started to switch into New England's favor, and they started to come back. And then you saw at the end of that game, the, the Jacksonville defense gave Blake Bortles a couple opportunities to win the game, to put the game away. He couldn't get it done. You can't do that, man. You can't take your foot off the gas pedal when you're playing the New England Patriots. You, if you got them against the ropes, you have to keep them against the ropes.
0: Hugh Douglas is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Hugh, I'm sure as you guys next week go all in with the big game, you'll go category by category looking for the edge. If we're trying to come up with areas that Philadelphia might have an advantage in, do you look at the ground game with a one-two punch at Jay and Jay LeGarrette Blunt? I know Nick Foles was sensational in the NFC title game, but it feels like if Philadelphia can run the ball, keep Brady off the field, they may have a shot.
1: There's no question about that. You know, one of the things about about being in the playoffs, the, the teams that can run the ball in December and January are the teams that have the best success of winning a Super Bowl, and the Eagles can do that. They impose their will on the Atlanta Falcons in the first week of play for them when they're offered the bye. They are a team that can run the ball. The, big, the thing that you have to do is keep Nick Foles in manageable downs and let that defense do what that defense does. But again, I must express and stress that you cannot get conservative if you get a lead on the New England Patriots. You have to keep your foot on the gas pedal to beat this team.
2: I think you, you probably can be happy about this because with Doug Peterson, especially when it comes to being conservative, because one thing I saw him uh, be able to do, I think going back to the Rams game on the road, uh, I think he had an interview after that game and, and you know, most of the time when you go to your backup quarterbacks, you have a tendency to want to control the game by kind of building his way up uh, to the momentum of what the game was before your starting quarterback got injured. He said, you know what? We're going to keep it going the way we had it. And all of a sudden, you end up seeing him get a chance to start in the postseason. And it was the same way. He was playing as if he was a starter our year. How happy are you about the way uh, Coach Doug Peterson actually went out and actually orchestrated his team of new players and also some backup quarterbacks like uh, a Nick Foles?
1: You know, it's funny because at first you, you was a little nervous about it and everybody in Philadelphia was because Nick Foles went out there and he didn't really play well, but Coach believed in him. He gave him the time that he needed to get acclimated to the offense get up to speed with all the other guys. And even in that in that Atlanta game, he came off and he looked a little rocky, but as the game settled down, he got it together and he played better. I think it's all about confidence, man, and, and, and your teammates believing in you and Coach believing in you because, as you know, Cordell, you played that position before. If right. you have, if you believe in your quarterback, and your quarterback knows that if he makes a mistake, he's not going to be yanked, that makes it so much easier to play, and you don't make that many mistakes when you when you know you got every, everybody has your back.
0: Your last one for me, if you had to pick one area, one component, what do you think the Super Bowl might come down to? I think
1: it's going to come down, man, to the who which D line plays the best, and how well that D line can get pressure on Tom Brady. I mean, we've seen it, man. You know, uh the New York Giants, twice. The formula is to rush the passer, to make him frustrated, move him off the pocket, move him out of the pocket, man. If you could do that on a consistent basis, then Philadelphia doesn't have to worry about a thing.
0: You, thanks so much for coming on the show. I've caught you doing mornings in Atlanta. A lot of energy, a lot of dynamic. Insights, But tell my <laughs> man Cordell, he keeps trying to talk me into making this a morning show. Life is not that sweet when the alarm clock goes off at 4 o'clock in the morning, right?
1: Man, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, I have no social life. Thank and you, when it comes to- Preach, <laughs> preach. <laughs> Most of the time, you know what, I woke up from a powerful nap to, to be on with you guys today. But outside of that, don't really do a whole lot. But I love doing the morning. I love, like, driving the, the drive-in with the people of, of Atlanta. But, man, no social life. Not a real one. Hey, Hugh,
2: he does the show <laughs> from 4 to 7, and he doesn't have a life. So it doesn't matter if it's 6 in the morning or if it's 4 to 7. You are married to the show. I'm That's why saying. I'm
0: compelling on the radio. You understand that. you got to have a sole focus <laughs> yeah, I, in life. I get it. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Appreciate you, Hugh. Thank you, Hugh. Have
1: a great weekend. Hey, thanks for having me. Guys, have a wonderful weekend.